Hey there, Quajo here. And if you haven't heard my voice, I'm the new host of the Art of Online Business. Quick update on my new offer. I did not expect the initial launch spots to sell out so fast. I'm talking about Facebook ad setup to success, which is one-on-one -on -one Facebook ads coaching for the driven course creator from me, three Zoom calls within a month and unlimited support in between so that you can run your lead generation campaigns, your launch campaigns, your SLO, self-liquidating offer funnels, exactly like I would, getting all my tips and tricks and strategies plus just unlimited support inside of Slack or Voxer or one lady's even doing it from inside of Messenger with screen recordings, Loom recordings, this sort of thing, questions. This is what I'm doing, but all those limited spots that at the initial launch price, they are gone. And I just wanted to explain that out of integrity to the people who took those first spots, um, the price has gone up and there are one, there's one spot maybe two if I do some scheduling jujitsu for May, otherwise we're booking into June. You can click on the link in the description below to find out more, or you can go to theartofonlinebusiness.com forward slash call if you need that kind of one-on-one -on -one Facebook help. All right, back to the episode. Let me tell you, doing this 100 days to 100K months challenge humbled me. And in this episode, you're going to kind of see behind the scenes of what I struggled with, what was a success and things that I didn't expect as I attempted to generate as much new revenue in 100 days as possible. And I just want to tell you right now, one thing that I didn't expect was I didn't expect people would care so much. But what I noticed in posting these videos because I actually recorded the process and had my team film, well, I filmed the updates daily and had my team then edit and post these videos to social media. What I didn't expect was that, you know, people who followed me would actually care about my journey to 100K months. And some people would encourage me onward in the comments and other people would DM me and say that they were watching. And then I had a rough patch in, at day 92 and the challenge was supposed to finish on January 6th, uh, 2024. And I still, I'm only on day 92. I've continued to do revenue generating activities, but I need to officially make the videos and give a final update. So this episode will be an update through day 92. So I didn't make it to generate $100,000 of revenue. Let me define what this challenge is and what I decided to do with it. So, so for me, what my goal was, was to generate as much new revenue as possible. And so that's what I recorded in the videos, which you can find on my Instagram account or my YouTube account, though both of those are linked up in the descriptions below. And where did I get this challenge from? Well, I saw it on TikTok and it actually was from Alex Hormozzi. I think he talked about how anyone could change their business or life by doing the things they need to do over the course of a hundred days and just really getting good at and specializing in those things. And so back in the fall, and this was following my accident where I crashed my bike on a stupid little crash. Like I, I, I jump, I do drops, like six foot drops, six foot gaps. I'm a mountain biker. I have fun doing it. And then I'm riding home one day on a hill that I always go down. I live here in Mexico 
And so I always go down this hill. It's barely even a hill. It's a decline, we'll say that. Or an incline if you're going up it. But nothing major. And I'm going home after a bike ride. And I would ride this hill back and forth two times a week to go to my salsa and bachata lessons. And then a third time a week to go to my mountain biking, just out in a group mountain biking ride. And so I'm riding down this hill and I don't even remember what happened. Unfortunately, the CCTV footage that I got my wife to pull from the camera, the security camera on a home near where I crashed, showed me that nothing happened. I just appeared to be pedaling along, do 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 do, and then clipped a curb, flipped over my handlebars, crashed through a bougainvillea bush. Bougainvilleas or bougainvilleas in English, but they're this cool little flower bush. It's kind of prickly though, but the flower can be like, I believe, purple or red, magenta, lavender, those kind of colors, and it has like three triangular kind of diamond shaped flowers. I believe is how it looks like. Either way, I crashed through that bush, got lots of like cuts and scars on my arm. I can't pull up my sleeve to show you, but maybe you can see. If you're watching the YouTube video, you can see that's just a little bit of the damage on my arm. And if it goes all the way up to my shoulder, and if you're not watching YouTube, you can see visually these podcasts. And when I dive into funnels and troubleshoot funnels, you can see that on the YouTube channel. So I crashed through the bush and hit my head on the curb. And I gashed my eye up here, uh, over on this side. So like the flesh was hanging down there, that sucked. And then I fractured my nose, which now like, I mean, this is already, we're recording this in February. So it's been a, several months, five months now. And uh, yeah, I had a fractured nose. And then the worst part was, I also had fractured the orbital palate. The orbital palate is the part that basically your eyeball sits on and it holds your eyeball up in your eye socket and keeps your eyeball from, I don't know, becoming one with your brain. That's, I'm not a medical doctor, so that's not the technical definition, but basically I fractured it. So they had to take titanium mesh, let's call it a stretcher for your eyeball and just slide that under my eyeball, fuse it to the bones with screws and surgical magic. And uh, yeah, so it was a major surgery simple for the, I think it's called a macular surgeon, I don't know, for the guy who performed the surgery, but major for me. And so that saw me out in my bed for three weeks where I just couldn't do anything. And I wasn't supposed to look at screens because how they do it is they take a shoehorn, effectively, I'm sure there's a better term for it, and they wedge that thing under your eye and then lift your eye or cram it as high as they can into the top of your eye socket so that, you know, they can stick iPhone 16 parts or 15, whatever the latest one is to use titanium <laughs> as the framing of the phone. But basically stick that titanium mesh under your eyeball and put all the screws in. And so they did that. And so the way the surgeon described it to me, and I'm going to come back, I'm getting to the challenge, but the way the surgeon described it to me is we had to manipulate your eye a lot. So there will be a long recovery. And I'm like, okay, cool. And then a week later at the checkup, when he pulls out his skull on the desk and shows me what they did, and then he decided to show me pictures of the surgery. I don't recommend that um, if you're squeamish. I'm not showing those here. But then I was like, oh, shoot. Okay, so that happened. And I was out. I couldn't do work because I couldn't look at screens. Because, you know, when you look at a screen, your eye actually moves around a lot. And all that movement fatigues the eye or hurts. And so it would only take me less than 30 minutes for my eye to really hurt. And this was with a ton of pain meds. And so that was the context for me starting this challenge. So I'm like, well, 
I figure if I can generate more revenue while I'm not able to work. And so, yeah, I rested for for the most part for those first three weeks and then four weeks. And now we're, it happened September 16th. So now we're into the end of October. And I started the challenge sometime the end of October, early November. So some things that I learned. Well, on the way to generating more money, I learned that not all revenue generating activities are created equal. So what I tried to do was just take 100 minutes, which let's just call it an hour and a half, and block out that time on my calendar at the beginning of every business day. And I was just going to just do all the activities in that time, no matter what. And that was a challenge. Why was that such a challenge? Because I run an ads management business and I had just launched a course. And so that was a challenge because I had to then figure out how to reschedule and make sure that account management happened every day and that project management, well, ads management is different from project management. Both of those needed to happen every day and I needed to do my Legion activity. So what did I do? I got up earlier to do it. So I did learn a lot about time management. I learned a lot about accountability that I'm nowhere near as consistent as I would like to think I was, but telling my team was one level of accountability. Telling you, <laughs> as you follow me on Instagram or on YouTube, was another level of accountability. My wife is then expecting the money to roll in. That was another level of accountability. I didn't tell my parents. And another thing I might add is, my Instagram account, and I'm sure you might have struggled with this decision. When you first started your business, did you create a brand new business account or did you just convert your personal Instagram account into your business account? Well, I took my personal Instagram account and just started using it for business when I became the host of this podcast. And so that was also accountability, but it was kind of weird because I noticed that my friends who, you know, how friends just see you different. Like we're in this world, this weird world of online course creators and online business owners where it's like okay to share revenue numbers, which I'll tell you how much new revenue I generated at the end of this episode. And it's okay to share this, you know, money gain, money loss, like, oh yeah, I'm grossing so much revenue this year. And people just don't do that in normal life. Even I had this one guy, John Mendez, he'll be on an upcoming episode. He's an AI expert and AI coach. And I was telling him that, you know, I serve course creators primarily who are in the low six figures, you know, 250,000 gross annual revenue a year and want to scale up to the high six figures, like 900 grand a year. Like I serve them with ads management. And he was saying, you know that how weird that actually is and how that sounds? Like we're just on this podcast throwing around these numbers. Like that's most people. Like already that's only the, I think it's like in the top 5% of uh, earners, income earners in the US and like going on up to like maybe the top 2%. Again, you can Google those stats. I'm just guesstimating. So that was a lot of accountability that I had all of a sudden to do the things that grew my business. And I realized I had to clearly figure out what would grow my business. And so I started with the things I thought, which would be revenue generating activities like recording this podcast, like reaching out to people to be on the podcast, planning the podcast, right? DMing people on Facebook or on Instagram. This was a challenging one for me, like sliding into somebody's DMs who I didn't know who had liked a video because we take the podcast videos and 
my team edits short form videos from those and then they're posted to social media. And the person who is in the podcast episode is tagged as a collaborator so that my videos, which they're pretty good, the short form videos, I, I, I love them, you know? And then those videos also show up, not just in my feed, but also in the collaborators feed. And so I had from the beginning set out to make videos that were worth watching, you know, maybe even aspire to be the quality of short form videos of like Alex Hormozzi. Everybody sees his stuff, right? Or Ryan Pineda. But I decided to have our videos edited in a different way. So I would then DM people who liked the videos and start up a conversation. That was challenging for me because I had to start conversations in not in a non-sleazy way, but also in a way that was getting to know somebody then got to know why they were following me or why they liked one of my videos. Was it just that they wanted to learn ads management strategies or were they looking for an ads manager? So here's one thing I really learned. I learned how to have a human conversation, but I also learned how to be even more, I don't wanna say pleasant, cause I'm always pleasant, but you just can't directly go and ask somebody, hey, so why are you following me? Why do you like the video? Do you wanna do business with me or do you just wanna learn for yourself? Even though, that does help someone because I believe selling is serving. And if I can serve somebody through guiding them to my course or offering ads management, ultimately that's a win for their business because their business benefits from it, right? But for those of you that like, maybe you need to DM me on Instagram and say, hey, I've been there too, Koijo. I've, I've outreached on Instagram. It's tough, but I definitely learned a lot. Like it made my skin thicker. I got ghosted, you know? I asked wrong questions. Sometimes I even would mistype on my keyboard and people just wouldn't respond. And I had to be very careful not to appear like a bot, you know? And so I set that activity. I, and if this seems sprawling, it is. I have my notes right here and I'm just sharing what's on my heart. You can get some takeaways from this, hopefully. But as I did this, I realized this whole DMing thing, it does work. You can generate business, and I did generate business from it, but it's hard, because in the end, I'm I'm just a super people person. Like, I'm not a robot. I don't like offending people. I don't like turning people off. Like, so DMing was difficult, but I did do it. And most days, my goal is like just start like five new conversations in the DMs, sometimes more, sometimes less. So what's something else I did? for ad generating revenue, I made sure to post these videos to Instagram, to TikTok, to Facebook, to YouTube. What I learned there is that actually another challenge that I was experiencing because I live abroad in Mexico is that when I would post myself, it was like Mexicans and people from Central America liking the videos. And I realized, oh shoot, I'm not reaching an audience. Well, I want to reach an audience in the States. So then I had to find a social media manager, someone to post my videos from the States. And so that was challenging and not every platform was the same. So here's a little tidbit. Like if you're traveling abroad with TikTok, TikTok notices that you're abroad and you start to see content that's not from your home country. And so that didn't seem to be as much of the case with Instagrams and the people seeing the videos and liking my videos were still Americans. And that didn't seem to be much of an issue for YouTube. But what I had went ahead and did is had everyone or all videos posted 
from the States, from a social media manager. So I, I learned about revenue. It didn't increase overnight. It did increase, thank God, but it didn't increase overnight. And so I realized that all these fees, not fees, all these revenue generating activities were not created equally. And some generated more immediate revenue and some took longer, like recording podcast episodes. That doesn't always generate immediate revenue. When I record an ad to put on a podcast episode, that could generate immediate revenue. What I learned too is not every ad is created equal. And you kind of, I had to practice different ads. I have plenty of different ads that have gone up on the podcast offering my services and not everyone yielded the same result. I got a lot better at delegating tasks within my business. I got taught a big lesson. Well, this whole thing humbled me. And again, I'll share where I got to in new revenue at the end of the podcast coming up here. But this humbled me because I realized when you do some of these activities that are truly moving the needle, then you create momentum as in people responding to you, new emails coming in, more guests requesting to be on the podcast, you know, either unsolicited or people who you'd reach out to to be on the podcast. But there's just more stuff happening. And then you realize if you don't have systems for that stuff, that stuff becomes overwhelming. That was humbling. I realized that in order to grow, I should have been focusing on these revenue generating activities all along and I would have grown sooner. I also ended up starting a new, a new format of collaboration. Before this challenge, the Q&A video collabs that you've seen on Instagram where I have a collaborator, they ask me a question and I give an answer. And then there's another video where I ask them a question and then they give an answer. And so then I post the videos to my feed, but I also tag them so that they're and make and ask them to be a collaborator on Instagram so that the videos show up on their feed too. And so that both of our audiences are grown. Lots of the people I collab with have a bigger audience than mine. So what do I do? I post the video to make up for that difference in audience size, which this is something you could do too. I post a video across all of my social media, tagging them to give them you know, more exposure than just the 500-ish people that follow me on Instagram. And so that was something new that was birthed out of this challenge. And then you know, doing the basics, like I had sold around 90 courses at that point, so I was emailing people who had registered for my course, you know, and I was reaching out to people who had already been on the podcast to be on the podcast again. The pacing was very hard. It was hard to keep the the pace. And I did though, for the most part, that's why I made it to video 92. And here is the new revenue generated. So in up through day 92, and these are business days, though I first started out working on the weekend and then realized that was a bad decision. I generated recurring revenue, $20,000, $20,900 of recurring, of new recurring monthly revenue, and that would be in the form of ads management. And then grand total, I generated not 100k of new revenue. It was only, so I guess then one-time fees and other courses being sold and strategy calls that I did, I generated a new $13,059 in revenue. So to me, that was quite humbling because I thought maybe naively that I could just get to 100k months. And... My wife was rooting for me. 
and she was praying for me and she was supporting me as I got my organizational act together, you know, and we would walk and talk and dream and I would talk to other, I mean, you know who you are, other online course creators and people who are just in my camp. And uh, I thought I could get higher. I had hoped secretly that I could get to like $60,000 of monthly recurring revenue. So here's what I'll leave you with. That, just that increase, which I didn't meet the goal of 100K, but I did get somewhere. That took a lot of personal growth. And my business had to grow a lot. The systems had to mature. My communication with my team had to level up and get more efficient. I had to get a lot better about focusing my time to do what absolutely mattered. And so do I recommend that you start a challenge like this? Yeah. You learn so much about yourself, but count the cost before you start, friend, which is that it will take commitment and dedication to finish it. And I hereby solemnly swear to finish those last eight days, I guess, from 92 to 100. And those will be coming out on Instagram if you want to see those. Follow me on Instagram. The link is in the show notes below. Or go and subscribe to the YouTube channel and you can see those there. Until the next time that you hear me or see me, be blessed. Bye. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.